Hey guys, I just wanted to pop in and let you all know that I just attended Horror Hound Weekend in Indianapolis with the boys. Shout out Doug and John. And I had such a blast. I absolutely love conventions. They are my favorite thing in the whole world. And honestly, Horror Hound might just be my very favorite. This time I got to meet horror icons like Robert England, Lauren Lavera, Ski Ulrich, and much, much more. I saw the world premiere of Phantom Fun World, a slasher by Tori Jones, starring my friend Spooky Madison, who is also in my upcoming short film, Spider. And most importantly, I got to reunite with so many friends that, that I've made throughout the few times I've been at Horror Hound, including those who have previously guested on this show, including Deandra and Jason. Those two were working the Fangoria table. Fangoria is one of the premier brands in horror, delivering quality magazines since 1979, featuring exclusive articles about your favorite monsters and up-and-coming terrors. Each collectible issue is sure to delight with fright. Be sure to check out the Fangoria store website for subscriptions and a bunch of cool merch. And while you're there, use promo code WOULDYOUDIESHOW for 20% off your entire order. That's right, 20% off your entire order. Applies to subscription and one-time orders. Applies to the first subscription order only. Now it's time for a spooky conversation with NJ Gallegos. Enjoy. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're going to need a bigger boat. Be my victim. You are all my children now. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Woody Die Podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I'm joined by horror author. Her debut novel, The Broken Heart, is coming out this fall. She's also an ER doctor, a huge horror fan, and we were just bonding over our love for Boba Fett. Please welcome NJ Gallegos. Thanks for having me, Austin. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to have you on, especially because we are talking about one of my favorite spooky boys of the modern era. He's affectionately known as the devil, the cancer. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Gabriel from the modern masterpiece, Malignant. <laughs> and everyone listening, this if you haven't seen Malignant, this is the time to pause this episode, come back to us, watch Malignant first, because it's not a movie you want spoiled. No, definitely not. And I've covered Malignant on this show only once prior, a couple months ago. So if you listen to that episode and you still haven't watched the movie, how dare you? <laughs> He's so disappointed right now. Like, you can't, like, NJ, you can see my face, but... <laughs> The world, the public, the population cannot. So I am very disappointed if you did that hypothetical scenario in question. But for everybody else who's seen Malignant, we're going to have a banger of an episode. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. <laughs> so something <laughs> I mentioned in your little intro is you are you are an ER doctor. That I am. What is that like? <laughs> well you definitely have the best stories anywhere you go but uh it's I really enjoy it you get to meet a lot of 
interesting people and you get to see a lot of cool shit so now cool shit as in as in stuff i don't want to see <laughs> stuff that would probably make you a little bit green yeah maybe a little bit but <laughs> <laughs> but i love that Aaron. Fair enough. Have you always been a horror fan or is that something you kind of grew into? Oh, no. My mom uh, indoctrinated me at a very young age. She's a massive horror fan. I feel that. Do you remember what were like kind of your earliest horror movies? The big one, um, Alien, for sure. And I recall being so nervous about Jonesy the entire time, like the aliens killing people left and right, you know, and I'm like, but where's the cat, mom? Like, we need to figure out where the cat is. So when Ripley saved Jonesy, I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. And I still agree with that statement. Okay. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say that Alien is your favorite scary movie? See, the only, it's between Alien and Aliens is the problem. That's respectable, but there is a right answer. And I will judge you harshly if you get it wrong. I would say it is. Yes. You have chosen Alien. wisely. <laughs> I passed, yes. You passed the test. And it's funny because uh, everyone listening, before we started recording, uh, we became instant best friends because NJ's wearing this amazing Empire Strikes Back hoodie with Boba Fett on there. I was I was professing my love about Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> and... Longtime listeners of the show know that my favorite scary movie is Alien. We need to so. get like friendship rings or something, honestly. We and they need to be like little xenomorphs, xenomorphs and Boba Fetts. I'll, I'll work on that. I'll see what we can do. Cool. It's not, it's not often you make a new best friend within five minutes of actually talking to them. <laughs> no, I feel like that only happens when you're like in kindergarten, you know, and you're like, oh. You like the pink Power Ranger? So do I. Let's go, you know? That's my secret. I'm actually in kindergarten. <laughs> he has great facial hair for being in kindergarten, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I, I've only <laughs> been in kindergarten for 20 years. It's fine. <laughs> one day. One day he'll pass. Like the fucking uh, Adam Sandler movie. Um, Billy Madison. That's someone. Yeah. Okay. I have to make a confession. I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan. So, uh, no, no, no. I, I like him as an actor. I'm not a big fan of his movies. They're not bad. They're just like, they're fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't rewatch them. Yeah. Not like other comedies. And I just think it's just comedic taste, really. I think he's a good actor, like, especially when he does dramatic stuff, like Uncut Gems. But anyways, I get... Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore confused. I mean, he's kind of the same character almost, except one he's playing golf and the other one he's going to school. So he's playing the same character. Um, I, know, I think. But and I I just I just feel like they're so similar movies. I'm just like, is Happy Gilmore the one where he's in kindergarten or uh are throwing hands with Bob Barker? Like <laughs> easily the best scene of the movie. <laughs> and I think Carl Weathers uh, is in the golf one. Yes. Yeah. So, like, I don't dislike those movies, but I've say I've only seen them once, like years ago. But anyways, yeah, I'm basically um Happy Gilmore. No, no, I'm basically Billy <laughs> Madison. 
We Damn just it. talked about it and I got it wrong. Oh no. This is why you haven't passed kindergarten yet, Austin. This shit right here. <laughs> exactly. I keep failing the Adam Sandler course. <laughs> I I get onto Jeopardy and it's like one of the one of the topics is Adam Sandler. And you're like, shit. And then the other topics are like world history and mathematics, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> I trust Grabbing you. my you way. Bribing my way onto Jeopardy was a bad idea. <laughs> I've made a mistake. I like to say I'm the quickest person at Jeopardy because I'll to answer. Get it wrong like, or what? <laughs> well, well, when I'm with my friends and Jeopardy's on, I like to blurt out the answer. Mm-hmm. I said I was quick. I didn't say I was smart. <laughs> <laughs> at least you have that going for you, you know? Sometimes I get them right and I feel really good about myself. And it's just like, who directed Jurassic Park? I'm like, Steven Spielberg. And it's just, it, <laughs> it's like the ones everyone can get is where I'm. Well, that's not true because once I, once it was, I forget what the question was, but none of the contestants got it. And I was like yelling it. I think it had to do with like classical music. Huh. All right. Anyways, back to horror movies. Um, <laughs> So Alien is your favorite scary movie. You yeah. made it known to the universe. Um, it's public record now. No, no take backsies. Nope. It's funny because before we started recording, we were talking about Predator. And I don't I didn't mention this earlier, but I'm gonna mention it now. Alien is my favorite movie mm-hmm. of those two franchises. The Xenomorph is definitely my favorite monster between the two. But the Predator franchise, I like more than the Alien franchise. Really? If that makes sense. I mean, I like the Alien franchise better, but um, eh, I'll, I'll allow you to have it. Well, I, I think it's weird. Like, cause, cause like if I put all those movies up, like if I ranked both franchises and the Alien versus Predator movies together, Alien would be the top one. Mm-hmm. But there's more Predator movies in the top half than there are Alien movies. Really? See, because, like, even the Alien movies that aren't that great, I guess, like, objectively, you know, like, Resurrection or some kind of three, I guess, I still like them a lot. Even even though they kind of can be campy, I, I like that about them, you know? Well, I like, well, I, I feel the same way about both Alien and Predator. Yeah. Because because even the worst Predator movie, the one I actively really don't like, I still saw that twice in theaters. <laughs> which one was that that you don't like? Um, The Predator, which came out in 2018. The Predator, which is the one that has, um, what's his name? Adrian Brody, is that right? No. That's, that's Predators, and that Predators. movie's a banger. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, because Adrian Brody's doing his discount Batman voice, like, we gotta get off this rock. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. And Danny Trejo's in it. I love Danny Trejo. I love him yeah, so he's much. Great. I love that he was in um the book of Boba Fett. Like I squealed. Yes. That made squealed. me so happy. Robert Rodriguez is the ultimate homie because him and Danny Trejo do all the stuff together since like since Desperado. Robert Rodriguez has been putting Danny Trejo in his movie. And it just made my heart so happy that Robert Rodriguez didn't forget to put Danny Trejo in Star Wars when he had the opportunity. Oh, yeah. And to be the Rancor Keeper and to hang out with Boba Fett. 
like <laughs> living the dream man yeah and it don't get more badass than that you really no really it doesn't so but um yeah we we like star wars up in here we like uh we like our space monsters alien and predator i'm assuming you're a fan of the thing you know i i saw it when i was younger but i haven't watched it in a really long time that might be one to revisit i need to yeah because there was a lot that i watched younger with my mom because at one point um we had you know this was back when it was like you could go to a store and actually rent videos and stuff Mm -hmm. um and at one point we had gone through every single horror movie that was on the shelf and it was a small town so it wasn't like there was like a thousand or anything but yeah my mom indoctrinated me hard i love it and you're still you're still fighting the good fight you're still carrying the flag oh yeah like in um i don't know for whatever reason christmas our like routine was we would watch gremlins which is fair because it's a christmas movie you know and then arachnophobia for whatever reason which scared the shit out of me because i'm terrified of spiders but it was like i don't know what we did you know that's actually a pretty good double feature it was i like it those those movies go hand in hand and like john goodman's in arachnophobia and he gives he gives santa vibes that's true i'm excited to see the new one even though again like spiders they, ugh, no, but I like I like being freaked out, I guess, which is why we all like horror, right? I like it because it's funny sometimes. No, I um, like <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know if I have any stock in them making a new one because they've been saying that for a while. Like, I, I'm not going to believe it until until I see a trailer. Once I yeah. see a trailer, then I'm like, OK, then I can allow myself to get excited. But but I've seen so many movies that just like they get announced and then for whatever reason the funding falls or this piece couldn't fit i mean like i've been waiting for the new indiana jones movie since the fourth one came out in 2008 and they've been talking about it since like 2009 like yeah we'll make another it's 2023 yeah you just had to wait you know what a decade or so no big deal i mean it was a big deal for me I'm a whole different person. I have facial hair now. Still in kindergarten, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I passed. uh, I survived middle school, but I'm still in kindergarten. (laughs) But yeah, so I I take announcements with a grain of salt. But once I see a trailer, I'm like, okay, you actually went through production. True. Now, now I'll allow myself to be excited. You just don't want to get your heart broken. I get it. Exactly. And then, you know the the fucking studio still find new ways to break your heart like i you know what I, i'm not gonna name any names I'm, I'm i'm not even gonna name any specific movies but when you take a beloved franchise especially one to me and you make a kick-ass killer installment this amazing movie that would have killed it at the box office box office <laughs> and you fucking dump it onto hulu when it could have make could have made bank like i'm not gonna name any names but like what kind of fucking idiot do you have to be to be (laughs) to be disney and to put prey which which barbarian and smile made a bunch of money made a bunch of money between those two like Mm -hmm. even halloween ends 
Halloween Ends made bank. Terrifier 2 made a bunch of money. Prey would have killed it because Prey lands in that you get both the action and the horror squads. Oh, yeah. I don't think Prey would have made Top Gun money, but Prey would have, you know, been probably could have been the biggest horror movie box office wise of 2022. It would have should have, right? (laughs) Exactly. Because, like, I think Nope did pretty well in between, but Nope's also a weird movie. Yeah, it is. I love it. I love it. Kiki Palmer. She was like. I knew that Perfect. movie was going to be right up my alley when the opening shot was a was a chimpanzee covered in blood with a birthday hat. Yeah, you're like, all right, I'm in. Exactly. That was literally my thought. I was just like, yeah, Jordan Peele gets me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's like I'm whenever also... I walk into work every day, you know, and I see somebody covered in blood and I'm like, I'm here. This is work. I understand <laughs> just... myself now. It's Tuesday. Yep, it's a normal day. <laughs> Fun fact for the listeners, we are, in fact, recording this on a Tuesday. We just went meta. Oh, my God. I'm clutching my invisible paroles right now. <laughs> also, maybe the maybe our topic should have been, like, sci-fi horror. Because nope, like, so far we've mentioned Alien, Predator, The Thing, nope, Star Wars. I know. I know. How about this, Austin? Whenever I write the next book, we'll do some sci-fi horror. You I'll better. A different movie and, and we'll go. By the... Hopefully by then we'll have Malignant too. Oh my God, I hope so. But we, okay, before we start theorizing about what Malignant 2 would be, we should probably talk about Malignant. I mean, maybe. All right, let's not, let's go, let's go on a different tangent. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the the topic of the episode? Weird. Mm, I'm not feeling it. We're, we'll move on. (laughs) Actually, before, this is fun. Before we actually jump, jump into malignant i do want to ask when you were growing up were there horror icons that scared you Horror icons that scared me chucky for sure my you were afraid and, of chucky and, oh yeah chucky freaked me out and then my mom again she you, you can see that she shaped my psyche quite a bit but shortly after watching chucky for the first time she got me a cabbage patch doll with red hair and like, I lost my shit. I was like, absolutely not. No, hid that thing in the closet. She sounds wonderful. <laughs> She's pretty great. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's yeah. that's hilarious. I never I never was afraid of Chucky. Yeah, I was afraid of everything out. growing up, but not Chucky. Yeah, that would be the big one, I would say. I'm trying to think what else. A lot of people, a lot of people are afraid of Chucky, especially I think you and I are in the same age range. Yeah, so, let's see. How am I? I'm 36. Okay, I'm a little younger. I'm 28. Oh. But but I'm like I'm 90 I was born in 94, so I was at the very tail end of what it means to be a 90s baby, like a 90s kid. I yeah. I think I like most of my most of my memories took place in the early 2000s, but I still have a little bit of that 90s core memories as well and i know a lot of people in our age range chucky scared the shit out of most of us not me because i'm fucking brave no no i was i was scared of literally everything else do you remember i don't know if you had this experience but like do you ever remember maybe your mom or someone watching a scary movie 
and like you're kind of trying to sneak peeks. See, she would just let me watch it though, you know. She'd oh, you'd just, just be, be like, in the room. Okay. Yeah, she'd be like, "Listen, we're watching The Exorcist, and there's five year old Nikki going like, all right, let's go, mom. What's <laughs> okay, she doing with I... the crucifix?" And she's like, "We'll talk about that later." <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I definitely did some of the sneaking, and the movies that I remember scarring me were like Carrie, reasonable, The Amityville Horror, um, Eight Legged Freaks. To bring it back to the spider motif. That's a good one. But as far as icons, I was really terrified of Michael Myers. That's a reasonable one. Yeah. Now now he's a homie. We we have a we have a nickname basis. I call him uh, Mikey Mai Mai. He calls yeah. me nothing because he doesn't talk. <laughs> it's a great relationship you guys sound like you have, you know? I fucking love Mikey Mai Mai. He, um, <laughs> it's weird. I He's tied for first for my favorite slasher. All right. See, I'd go Ghostface. I love Ghostface. Ghostface is the other half of my tied for first place. But my thing with Ghostface is Ghostface isn't really a character. Ghostface is a vibe. We should make like bumper stickers of that. (laughs) Ghostface is a vibe. (laughs) Yeah, Ghostface is a vibe. Oh my God. Did I come up with my next catchphrase? Okay. If you're listening and you like Ghostface is a vibe, Text it to me, like comment at me. Ghostface is a vibe. We'll make it work because that's how Mikey Mai Mai started. No, I just called him that out of the blue and it's stuck. I've been calling him that for like almost a year now. <laughs> I like it. It like implies like a real, you know, close, like collegial relationship, you know? Exactly. And like, and I feel like we all have that relationship with the boogeyman because Mikey you know what Mai else Mai. me out besides Ooh. Mikey Mai Mai. Yeah. Um, poltergeist and poltergeist shockingly... is so good. Oh, well, I mean, it wasn't even necessarily like the poltergeist part, it was, um, yeah. what's her name? The short lady Zelda. I think yeah. that's right. I love her, I love her too, but she freaked me out for whatever reason. I think it's the voice. It was like her voice is so high pitched. Yeah, it is his claim. I don't know, it freaks me out. <laughs> I've, I've practiced that in the shower. I'm not gonna lie to you, I've practiced that voice before. But it well, but your hard work, your hard work uh, paid off because that was good. <laughs> I got to say, whenever I think of Poltergeist, um, I love Poltergeist. I think it's a scary movie, but I don't I was I was much older when I first saw Poltergeist. Like I was in my 20s when I first saw Poltergeist. So mm-hmm. I didn't grow up scared of Poltergeist because I just haven't seen it. I knew kind of <laughs> parts of it, but. I didn't really watch it until I was a lot older. And when I did watch it, I wasn't really scared as much as I was thrilled, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Like for me, Poltergeist is, and it's one of my favorite horror movies now, but for me, it's like a perfect roller coaster or like Jaws. Yeah. Like these aren't move movies. I mean, they're scary, but it's like the same type of scary I have when I'm on a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's like, yeah, I want to do that again. Like fists in the air. Just like, yeah, like that's what Jaws and Poltergeist and Nope from last year. Yeah, like good. Those are roller coaster movies for me. I think I think uh, Prey kind of has vibes of that. Oh, yeah. But anyways, whenever I think of Poltergeist, I think of the scene where the the psychic lady and the mom like this 
the mom's about to go into um i forget what they call it but i'm just going to call it the further like an insidious because let's face it insidious is poltergeist 2.0 and i mean that as a high compliment like that is a compliment i can't remember (laughs) what they call it i made myself laugh (laughs) i don't remember what they i don't remember what they call it either but um it's basically the further and uh um the psychic lady she's getting or the mom wants to go in there and the psychic lady goes no you can't go in there you've never been in there i'll do it or something like like i'll go in you've never been in there and then the mom goes neither have you and the psychic lady like you're right you can go (laughs) boy let's let's reverse that right and that that part that part lives rent free in my mind. Apparently not that rent free because I fucking bro- butchered it. But um, the gist I love it. that part. Yeah. Or when the dad is like, cha- is like shaking the slimy businessy dude. And he's like, you moved the headstones, but you didn't move the gray. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good twist. Poltergeist is so good. It is a great movie. And it allows us to jump into Insidious which is which just had a recent film come out insidious is alive and well but that brings us to james wan the director of malignant look at that segue guys oh my gosh i'm kind of impressed i've been doing this a while i (laughs) i i hear your claps all you listeners clapping for me i thank you i thank you um (laughs) do you remember the first time you saw malignant i do um so my wife was at work because, you know, I'd expressed interest in watching it. And she's like, I don't know, sounds kind of weird. So I waited for her to go to work, um, hanging out with the cats. Pretty sure I had a beer or two. So I was, you know, mm-hmm. I felt great. I felt great. <laughs> but yeah, I, I watched it and I was like, this play, this is bananas. And I love every second of it. I saw it in theaters. Oh, nice. Not that nice. It was <laughs> a small theater with maybe four or five people in it. My friend who I went to see it with, he fell asleep. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't worry. I woke him I woke him up for the good stuff. But uh he did fall asleep. <laughs> and there was like this awkwardness where like I wanted to laugh at parts of it, but I didn't because there was hardly anyone and it you could feel like everyone was kind of trying to like, what is the vibe of this movie? Is this camp? Is this intentional yeah, I, think it, I think it falls into that yeah i think it's very intentional but yeah there's a, i could see that not wanting to do that in public because there could be a fine line between camp and shit yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like like if you intentionally try to be campy you're more likely going to be shitty true but you know what malignant does perfectly it does it, it's like the perfect blend of horror and like little bits of humor sprinkled within I think once I let out the first laugh, that allowed some of the other people to feel more comfortable in laughing Good. with me. Um, the best experience I had, I've had with Malignant is my friend, a different friend. She was throwing like kind of like Halloween horror movie nights in in October, and I convinced everyone for the first one to watch Malignant, <laughs> and it was what because people because it was. Ironic, it's a small little house party had more people than when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. And uh, and people were, and you know, 
people were like confused and into it. And it was like, what the, what just happened? And like, like the scene where the scene where what's your name? The main character. Oh, uh, uh, Maddie slash Emily, whatever. Yeah. I, I wanted to say Emily, but I was like, I think Emily's like the real name, not the real name of the actress, but the real name of the character. Right. And like, <laughs> I think her sister's name is Sydney. Mm-hmm. It's just how dramatic, like, Sydney, I'm adopted. <laughs> and, and it just has this dramatic zoom up on her sister's face, and the music playing is so dramatic. And it's like perfect it's, camp. It is. It's it's like almost soap opera at that, like, very moment. Yes! I'm adopted. Yeah. And, oh, it's so brilliant. And then, of course, like, when Gabriel makes his true reveal... Um, tearing out of the skull of Maddie. Spoiler alert, guys. I warned you at the top of the episode, so if if you didn't heed my warning, heed this, motherfucker. Uh, no, I don't know where that came from. That was very aggressive. NJ, how dare you? It's probably just your teratoma taking over. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You are an ER doctor, so you know science and shit. Yeah, in theory. Is it possible for someone to rip open their the back of their fucking skull and then have like a little friend come out? I haven't seen it yet. How about that? But I, like I would say answer. no otherwise. But yes, I have not seen it yet, but there's still time. I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Because if you had seen that, I, I would very much like to know. That'd be a story. It would be. Yeah, not not that one yet. Sorry. Do you, when when you watch movies and like, Gabriel is like stomping bitches heads in and like punching through people's chests and like ripping arms off. Do you go like, do you ever think about how you would fix that person as an ER doctor? Oh, well, so yeah, (laughs) I was definitely having a lot of thoughts during this movie because, you know, everybody gets involved in so many injuries, like they would need CT scans of their entire body like eight times. Yeah, other, yeah, some of those I just be like, I don't know what to tell you, like, here's a Tylenol and I'll call the priest, like, all right. Because there's, yeah, I think a lot oh. of those are pretty unsurvivable, you know? He gets All a right, bit what much. A, yeah. What about when he he takes the the trophy, he turns it into a knife, and then he stabs the shit out of the doctor's face? Do you think you could fix that? Ugh, if he didn't go very deep. You know, if it was, like, more superficial, where it was just, like, lacerations, and you're not, you know, poking their eyes out, or getting, like, massive blood vessels, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure he made a bowl out of that doctor's face, though. Yeah, yeah, that one I would not be able to fix, no. You gotta up your game. I know. I'm, I probably need to take, like, some um, continuing medical education or something for that one. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 when you first watched Malignant, did you see the Gabriel reveal coming? I, I thought it was going to be more, like, um her imaginary like friend and it was like a a demon like separate from her that's what i was gonna figure yeah because i think it was kind of marketed as like from the director of insidious and the conjuring Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of people myself included thought included thought it was going to be more supernatural yeah that's kind of what i thought although 
so I, I, you know, studied for this by watching Malignant on Friday and I'd finally roped my wife into it. And like immediately she's like, it's a conjoined twin, which I mean, it's not, but like that's closer than, you know, the devil. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? All right, fine. She gets things though that sometimes I, I don't think of, I guess. I think she Wikipedia it right beforehand. No, she probably didn't. (laughs) I think she's just she she like sees twists and stuff before they happen. And I'm like, what? I think it's just because I'm kind of like dense sometimes. I just let it happen, you know? Well, I wouldn't call that being dense. I would call that you're letting the story unfold. You're letting the storyteller tell the story. Yeah, you're right. So I got you. I'm a great I, consumer. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm the same way. And I have a degree that says I'm good at watching movies. So <laughs> I'm good at watching movies. But a lot of times, like, I won't see a twist coming, but I'm also not looking for it. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'll know where a movie is going. But whereas other people be like, oh, that movie was so predictable. I'm more like, I've seen thousands of thousands of movies at this point i know story structure yeah that doesn't mean i i'm i'm not going to call a movie predictable because i understand the three acts (laughs) i understand tropes i'll call a movie predictable if it doesn't try to have its own unique spin on the trope or the formula like like i'm trying to think of an example like nope i liked nope well, can we talk about that spoiler-free or spoiler-y? You know what? It's been over a year. I like how... Haven't... Yeah. You know, if you haven't seen it, that's your fault. Come on. Yeah. Like, it's it been over a year. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to be mean, but if you haven't seen Nope yet, fuck you. Uh... <laughs> There's this teratoma again, just getting all aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, seriously, though, if you haven't seen Nope, it's really, really good, and I recommend that as well and if you don't like it then you hurt my feelings and i'm gonna cry in a corner but yeah what were you gonna say about nope i'm sorry oh i just i i really enjoyed how it wasn't a like ship you know yeah i i like that a lot and like in the process of the movie i can predict certain things right but going into the movie i didn't think jean jacket was a fucking alien creature yeah. Like, that's not predictable at all. I didn't think the cameraman was going to say some cryptic shit and then go let himself be eaten. He had the, like, most, like, I don't know, his name. It was just ridiculous. Antler it was like, or something. I think Holst. Yeah. Antler's Holst or something. It's, it's just like, yeah. it's like the opposite of a stripper name, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or is it the perfect stripper's name? Maybe. I mean, you could wear like a deer antler thing. Like, a, just yeah. imagine, just imagine, imagine Channing Tatum with like one of those reindeer, like, you know how they have like the sexy kitty ears, but with like yeah. antlers and then having like Rudolph's nose on him. I could see it. All right. I'd probably watch um, that movie. <laughs> um, Magic Mike's Halloween special. Yeah. Um, But, uh. But like, and I could predict that Steven Yen's character wasn't going to have a good time. I could like, I could predict that Kiki Palmer was going to make it at the end because it would have been a a crappy experience if she did it, you know? Oh yeah. She was my, hands down, my favorite character. I would hang out with Kiki Palmer's character for sure. And, or Kiki Palmer at baseline, but whatever. Yeah. But like, there's certain elements I can predict in the moment, but over 
and once you realize it's kind of a western at a certain point mm -hmm. it it becomes easier to see where it's going but that being said there's so much about the film i was not i didn't see coming um in the moment you know mm -hmm. and i think malignant's kind of like the same thing where i didn't see gabriel come in a mile away me neither and but the, the reveal second... got me really good that's part of why i loved it so much but the second i thought about it i was like oh they telegraphed it from the very beginning <laughs> yeah but like like we were talking we let the storyteller tell the story <laughs> mm-hmm but I'm not surprised if other people, including your wife, uh, they see that hint right away. And it's like, oh, I know exactly how this is going to unfold. Yeah. Yeah. She still liked it, though. I mean, she really yeah. enjoyed it. Did she see like the police station massacre coming? Uh, uh, no, I don't think she actually did. She liked that part because honestly, most of the um, women in the jail cell kind of, I mean, they were being a dick. So yeah, they were being rude. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I didn't. You know when she was in that jail cell that she was going to be the only one left standing. Yeah. Even before Gabriel appears, you knew something was going to happen. You, I didn't know how fucking amazing it was going to be. I didn't know that pure cinema was going to unfold in front of me. That but I knew great. something was about to go down. It was perfect. Mm. It was... And... Mm. The end, too, where Gabriel throws the chair and hits them. Oh, I so yeah. Hard. He fucking sniped them with oh, that yeah. chair from across the police station. <laughs> the other thing I think we need to talk about is, like, what is Gabriel's, like, workout routine? Because he's doing, like, parkour, like, ninja crap, gymnastics. Well, I mean, what does he do? Well, wouldn't it just be Maddie's workout routine? I suppose another thing about because it's her you know, body exactly that's true but you know like whenever she becomes Gabriel and she, like everything breaks yeah like she's breaking all of her bones like is she not just like damn what happened did I sleep wrong because you, you can't just like knit those back together well not with that attitude <laughs> she just takes an extra calcium supplement and she's fine <laughs> yeah well I think it's more of like a mental thing maybe I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I get it. You gotta suspend. You gotta suspend belief. I get it. But it, it, these are the things I wonder about. I'd like I'm to see the X-rays. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, well, maybe Gabriel stretches. <laughs> he just has a great stretching routine. Well, yeah, because that's that's what you need to do when you work out. Like, I don't know what your workout routine is, but mine is I stretch, I wrestle a bear, and then I cool down and do my cool down stretches. <laughs> So you you stretch twice, really? Well, yeah, yeah, because you got to do the warm up, then you got to do the cool down. All right, I bet you're so flexible. Wow. No, I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I don't like working out. I I try not to do that. See, I I run every well, not every day, most days, but I did like cross country and track, and it you know I don't know focuses me, I guess. And then I, I can can't eat, like stay... a ton of cake. That's that's what that's my that's the only reason why I work out is so I can eat cake. Mm -hmm. it's a, I don't it's even a like reason. cake. I just I just like having the option. Well, it's annoying because I have an office job now, so I'm starting to get fat, but I'm only getting fat in my face and in my belly. And I'm like, uh, now I have to start working out. So I've been trying to do that and I just don't have the time. I'm 
I'm trying to make the time, but I like sleeping. <laughs> See, like I'll yeah, I'll run outside and and whatnot. But if it's like too hot or too cold, I'll uh, run on the treadmill and like watch movies and and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I think like college kind of condition college and medical school probably conditioned me quite a bit to like multitask on stuff because that was the only way I didn't go insane was working out I get so bored working out I can't do it I mean I do it but I get so bored and the thing is like I'll I'll try and watch like some tv or something when I'm on the bike but then I'll just see myself not pedaling and watching the show See, that's why you can't do that shit on a treadmill. If you stop, you're flying into the wall. So I'll find a way to <laughs> stop. And it's just like, it was so much easier when I was in school because like I was an athlete and they they did they did my workout regimens for me. So I never thought of it as working out. Mm-hmm. And then now, now that I'm an adult and I'm no longer an athlete, I think of it as working out and it pains me. Cause I don't want to do it. Oh, if you need me to come to. over and like yell at you or like blow a whistle or something, I can do that. And still be working out. But with a whistle. Yeah. But then, then I think I'm like drowning because I associate <laughs> whistles with lifeguards. And then what if Bruce the shark comes? He you see, me. you got to think about, well, okay. <laughs> I, I, I foiled you. Look at that. Best friendship over. So thank you for coming onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> damn it i always screw things up i gotta say people are list are probably listening like oh he's what was he what did he play in school was he an athlete what did he play and the real ones know i'm fucking talking about marching band <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh i mean that looks like you have to wear those like hot uniforms, right? Like, what did you play? I played trumpet, so I didn't have to lift anything heavy. But um, we would run, and we would do like actual workouts, like push-ups and sit-ups and stretches and like body shit. Because there, there's a lot of dance involved, and yeah. dance is super athletic. Yeah, I'm just picturing you though doing stuff and like wearing like a little, you know, like the hat that people wear, and it has like a feather thing on it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. A Shaco and a plume. I'm I'm making yeah. the marching band. I'm making the band geeks listening to this super happy by saying the word Shaco. <laughs> <laughs> and look at that! I've learned something today. Something yeah. nerdy. I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say the word mellophone, and band geeks are gonna be either super happy or triggered depending on what they played. So mellophone. I said it again. Oh. So. I did it. I can say I can say band geeks because I I am one. So I can't say band geeks. No, no. Okay, all right. You, I'm still you going get, to. I wouldn't if I were you. Band band geeks are mean. <laughs> like yeah, well, but I mean I have scalpels. Well, so what are they gonna do? We got tubas. Shit, that's a good point. <laughs> you guys could just stuff me in a tuba. We have two others. I don't think you've been <laughs> stuffed in a tuba yet. Not but, yet. Yeah. Did you see Halloween Ends? No, I saw. I haven't seen that one yet. I've seen Halloween Kills, though. I like Halloween Kills. But okay, I want to say something about Halloween Ends, but you haven't seen it. So yeah, sorry. You have to watch it. Okay. That's your homework for the one thing I I do like about the Halloween uh, whole franchise is it Mm -hmm. combines one of my other like loves, which is reality TV, because Kyle Richards is in Halloween. She's like the little girl in the first one. That, yeah, um, she's, uh, what's her name? 
Uh, I can't think of her name in the movie, but it's she's, like, t- what is her name? I can't remember now, but it, it pleases me because I am just like, a, I'm such a trash TV, like Bravo addict. I love that crap. Yeah. I didn't realize she was in reality TV. Mm-hmm. She's on um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's like a, I like to turn my brain off kind of thing and watch people fight. Is that what they do on reality TV? Because I don't really watch mostly reality TV. Yeah, I mean, you know, they'll go on like girls trips. Somebody usually gets super, super drunk and then, you know, shit goes down and I'm here for it. You know what probably happened? What? <laughs> One of them probably called the other a band geek and she wasn't a band geek. And that's what happens. And that's our work. And tubas. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Band aficionados. How about that? Well, that's just condescending. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you said you did track in uh, cross country, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want to be called a track nerd. Yeah, but we're super cool, so we can't be. Are you? <laughs> I mean, my mom says I'm pretty special, so there's that. Okay, we can't argue with that. Yeah. That's, yeah. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) But does that have anything with you doing track, or do you just be an awesome? Hard to say, honestly. See? Good point. Good point. If Gabriel did sports, what would he have played? Because, like, parkour isn't really, is it a sport? Because, like, you can't really, like... I'm sure they don't have like high school competitions for that. Homie, I just fucking went on a whole thing about marching band being athletic. We could call parkour <laughs> a sport. <laughs> I mean, that would totally be what he does. But then I would say. Well, I guess say, gymnastics yeah, would be I would the say more conventional. Because he does a lot of like backhand springs and, you know, crazy shit. I'm going to say rugby. Very physical. Yeah, very physical. You still I mean, you're still not necessarily doing parkour, but you can hurdle a dude in rugby. Yeah, you could. Um, And like it's very, you know, I, I think he I think he'd get a lot of penalties. Are there penalties in rugby? Maybe. I think Gabriel would be would be a lot of would he'd love rugby. I think if he was allowed to play rugby growing up, he wouldn't have gone on this murder spree. He wouldn't be so yeah. malignant. He said it. He said it. He said the word. <laughs> the other thing about Gabriel, though, is he very much, he he cares about his fashion. You know, whenever they take the, um, yes, his outfit away from him and they put it in the evidence room, like. He goes back I mean, for nice, it. Yeah, it's a nice outfit. I mean, he has like, what, leather gloves and stuff. Yeah. Like a nice robe. It's nice. I mean, he, he's got icon status. He does. I agree. Like, like if I went to a horror con, I would know a Gabriel cosplay when I see it. Oh, yeah. He's unmistakable. And I, I kind of, you know, like, because he first kills her husband, who's like a total douchebag. So you're just like, Deserved right. it. Oh, he totally deserved it. You know what happened? And the other, huh? You know what happened was he, the husband, who is a dick and deserved it, he wrongfully called Gabriel a band geek. <laughs> You're just not going to let this go, are you? No, it's a thing now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do better, I promise, Austin. And that's all we could hope for. And, you know, it's one step at a time. You're doing the, you're putting in the work. But I'm a motherfucker. 
I'm like an <laughs> elephant. I don't forget. <laughs> uh, you will whenever the teratoma pushes out. Uh, forget what? You'll forget once that teratoma pushes its way out on your uh, skull. Forget what? You <laughs> <laughs> got me. I'm upset now. Now you know how it feels to be called a pancake by someone who's not a pancake. Fine. We're just, I'm just jealous because I tried to do guitar and like, I don't have the, I, I, I just don't have it. I tried. Oh, that. Just try again. I already have too many weird hobbies, you know? I don't want to be weird geek. <laughs> I got it again. I don't think guitar makes anyone. No, a geek. they're not. They're not actually. But you know what I would do if I could play guitar? I would. I would only learn Wonderwall. That's it. So it was nice talking to you. This episode has been. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make a confession? Yes. I've played guitar since middle school. I I've never learned how to play Wonderwall. Man, <laughs> come on! I feel like, like that's just like the ultimate, though. You know. I know how to play creep fine but like i just imagine being on a college campus and you know looking really cool sitting underneath a tree and being like here's wonderwall and then you know everybody falls in love with me yeah that didn't happen to me but i also never played wonderwall i know so. if you would have you would have been like damn it i know you're right i know regrets normally okay. normally i live my life with no regrets <laughs> I understand if you need like therapy or something after we have our talk, because I feel like um, I'm bringing up a lot of shit for you. Yeah. Wrongfully being called a band geek. Not playing Wonderwall. I guess two things. I guess my life's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. It could be very worse. Yeah. yeah, I could I could grow up with a murderous half brother stuck in the back of my head who wants me to kill my adopted sister in the womb. And then I get arrested years later. And then he kills all my new friends I made in the police. And then he kills the police. I, yeah, that, would, that seems oddly specific. Weird. It would be it would be very malignant. <laughs> it's time <laughs> to cut out the cancer. Okay, that is one of my favorite lines mm -hmm. from any movie this decade. I like it too. I love that line. So I think it's so fun. Art are when uh, the one police. Uh, lady, it's right after Detective K and his sassy. She's not a sidekick, but I a partner, the sassy partner. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Regina. Um, Regina, yeah. A detective, mm -hmm. de Detective K and Regina, they get just destroyed by the chair. Yeah. And the one girl who's played by James Wan's wife, which I think is adorable. She she goes up to the. She's like the evidence girl. That's James Wan's wife. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she goes up to them and she goes, I'll get help. And then she dials <laughs> on and she goes, why am I calling the police? <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, it does bring up because like, you know, we in the ER, we have like um, we've had to sometimes call the police when, you know, shit gets a little out of control. But we have like a, yeah. a phone that we can pick up and it's just like, you know connected to the police station so i never thought of like what the police would do yeah if they had like who would they call yeah batman i guess i was gonna say ghostbusters do 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 i think do, ghostbusters do, 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 do. would be more helpful for gabriel batman 
Eh, I mean, I guess he could hit him with his car or something, but okay. Batman versus Gabriel would be one hell of a fight. Yeah. They they know. do like their little little punches and little action kicks, and James Wan's gonna do that three sixty rotation camera move around it. It's gonna be so cool. I'd watch that. Maybe that's what Malignant Two is. Batman, <laughs> Batman versus, versus Gabriel. Gabriel. <laughs> we did it. It's like Alien versus Predator, but like probably cooler. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> There's nothing cooler than Alien versus Predator. There really isn't. I love that movie. And I love that movie that, is uh, so good. She's like a final girl, too, you know, and she's like in the gang. Yeah. Yeah. She gets accepted by the Predators. I mean, she's... you're winning at life if you've been accepted by Predators. From the movies. Yes. Right. We got to think about what we say on the Internet. But also. Oh, a bear. A bear could be a good predator to be friends with. A cocaine yes. bear? Mm. I mean, if he's cool with you and doesn't attack you, yeah. As long as you share your cocaine, I think the bear would be okay. You just can't be you just can't be selfish with it. <laughs> you have to share your cocaine with the bear. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's there's two ways to upset a bear. You don't share your cocaine, or you call it a band geek if you've never done marking bear. <laughs> <laughs> you're never letting it go i'm gonna hear never. this every every time we have our best friend dates this is gonna be exhausting <laughs> boba fett and alien and making you remember the sins of your past that is my those are the topics i'll always repeat i'm fair with that that's fine but yeah i should ask why did you pick malignant so i i really liked the beginning of it you know, everything's just going absolutely bananas in that, like, hospital. Um, oh, yeah, really it goes hard. Hard. Very hard. And I like to think about, like, what would I do in that instance? Which would be, like, I'd get the fuck out of there and I'd be running as fast as I could. I'd be like, absolutely not. But the one thing I do want to say, do you remember that, like, dart gun thing they have? Yeah. We need that for real. We don't have that in the ER. I'll make some phone calls. We'll, we'll thank you. We'll get to the bottom of this. I would like that, but no, I picked it yeah. mostly. Um, yeah, I like the medical like little tidbits within it. Because you're the, an ER doctor. Yeah, you know. The I get it. Credits. The opening credits are good too. Oh yeah, because I had like all the medical shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ew, blood. I feel nauseated. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were in my theater with me when I said that out loud. <laughs> Is it going to bug me? No. <laughs> He's so unbothered. If I, yeah, I'm not bothered. Who who said <laughs> I was bothered? Couldn't be me. Only, only two things bother me. People who say Jaws isn't a is. horror movie. And then the band geek thing. I know it. I, I know what you're doing. Oh, you think you're, you think you're cool, huh? You think, <laughs> you think you did something there, didn't you? Well, joke's right, on though? you. I'm pivoting. No, you're not right. I won't let you be right. <laughs> and the second thing that bothers me is when I have a really funny punchline and then a person, I'm not going to name names, so definitely not NJ, ruins my punchline by jumping it. That bothers me. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I can be a bit of a jerk. Sorry. I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm not denying. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's I'm right. a great I'm a great podcast host. I'm openly calling my guests jerks on the air. 
I mean, I embrace it, but sometimes it is. It, it is what it is. I mean, we're best friends. Right. The only thing saving you is you like Boba Fett and Alien. Well, you know what? That's all you really need to know about me. Yeah. Other Otherwise, we'd just be like normal friends. Like we'd probably like be in band together or some shit. Well, no, because I'm cool and did it and you you ran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know what whenever there's the zombie apocalypse i'll wave at you and you can play your little trumpet well why would i play the trumpet during a zombie apocalypse and attract all the zombies to i wouldn't do that exactly so i'm just saying the extracurriculars we picked have um informed our life choices you know i've done other stuff <laughs> <laughs> i would not be able to outrun gabriel though i'll say that he's very fast no Okay, no one could outrun Gabriel. I'm, I wouldn't put that evil on you. But the evil I will put on you is if you met Gabriel, <laughs> would you die? Uh, I would probably die almost instantly. <laughs> that was probably one of the most honest answers I've had on this show thus far. <laughs> uh, yeah, because if I'm encountering Gabriel, chances are, you know, we're at the hospital, right? And who's prepared for a thing coming out of somebody's head and annihilating everybody? I'm not prepared for that at my job. Maybe I should be. If I had that shark gun, I would be prepared. Well, like I said, I'll make some. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to make any. I'm not going to make any phone calls because uh, you can run away from that problem. (laughs) Not salty at all. (laughs) I've never been salty, salty in my life. Never. Not once. Not never. Never. Not one time. But yeah, Mm-mm. no, I would I would die in a second. A, this episode's a little unhinged because I almost said I'm not salty. I'm I'm pepper. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like uh I'm rubber and you're glue, but like I'm pepper. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh I, I I agree you would die if you met Gabriel. Um Oh, totally. If I met Gabriel, I would also die. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of anticlimactic. It was, but honest. I I, I mean, what? I mean, there's no, like, if Gabriel wants you dead, you're going to be dead. Yeah. Now, I'm safer than you because you're a doctor and you probably be like, time to cut out the cancer. (laughs) And I'm, I'm just like there for whatever reason. I'm just like an innocent bystander. So Gabriel would actually go after you but he he cleans up loose ends so he'd probably snipe me with a chair oh yeah totally so you'd live like one minute longer than i would but that's i'm i'm competitive so i win (laughs) you see what happens when people are competitive though they get trophies that then become murder weapons yeah but i already won (laughs) and we're already dead fine whatever like in the afterlife, I I will hold it over you that I won, and then I'll and be like, you... "Hey, can you play me some Wonderwall?" And then you're gonna be like, "No." Why do you assume I can't learn Wonderwall? <laughs> I can't wait for you to like learn it now, just to spite me. Honestly, bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting with bated breath. Oh my goodness. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode because it was fucking wild. I had fun. Yeah. When you weren't, you know, 
insulting my culture of marching band. <laughs> Your culture. <laughs> <laughs> so before we meet up at a Waffle House and fist fight, you got a novel coming out this fall. I do. September 19th. Mark your calendar. The Broken Heart. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. The Broken Heart follows Casey, a uh, housewife who her life hasn't really turned out like she imagined. Her heart ends up failing. She gets a transplant from a serial killer. And, you know, she gets a little bit pissed off and chaos ensues. There's a lot of blood, little funny jokes. Obviously, you can tell that I'm hilarious so imagine how great this book is <laughs> but no i i'm really happy with it it was uh i think that you're gonna like it i can't wait to check it out uh congratulations yeah. thank writing you. a book is one hell of an accomplishment so that's awesome I, i'm super excited for you i'm excited to uh check it out be like gail weathers and uh, i'll send you a copy yeah. So are you are you gonna get like the bangs though? Like the horrible bangs. I hasn't hasn't she suffered enough without me mocking her? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, um seriously, I, I think that's awesome. I can't wait to get my own copy. Check it out. And uh congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Where can the people find you should you want to be found? Well, I am in the witness protection program, but I think this this once I can let you guys know. So my personal website is NJ Gallegos. I'll spell that for y'all. So N-J-G-A-L-L-E-G-O-S dot com. And then Twitter at Dr. Spooky underscore E-R. I'm a bit unhinged nice. on there too. Sorry. That's what we live for. <laughs> And uh, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. This has been so much fun. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, well, I'll be on like next year when we can talk about Malignant 2, Batman versus Gabriel. Inviting yourself onto my show. <laughs> it's genius, right? <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> but no, uh, this has been so much fun. And yes, Malignant 2, Batman v. Gabriel. I'm so hyped. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks again to NJ for coming on to talk Gabriel, become instant best friends, and now bitter rivals. Such a fun episode to record. A reminder, I just became an affiliate for Fangoria, one of the premier brands in horror. I definitely recommend checking out their magazine and even subscribing. And if you decide to do that, don't forget to use the promo code WouldYouDieShow for 20% off your entire order. Another reminder, I'm temporarily pausing the Patreon. And to be honest, it might be a while before I start that up again. We'll see. Due to the SAG slash AFTRA and WGA strikes, I'm temporarily pausing the segment I Know What You Watched last week to show solidarity with the unions. It is imperative that they win this fight against the AMPTP not only for their survival, but for the survival of filmmaking as an art. And another important thing is supporting independent cinema, especially indie horror. There's so much great stuff out there, but, you know, it's hard to find. These films don't have the big, massive marketing budgets that, that the big studios have, yet these films put in just as much, if not way more effort and heart into their work. And besides, we're horror fans, so now's the perfect time to support the indie horror movies. 
You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. Also, now you can follow me on TikTok at Would You Die Podcast. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend Josie Palmer. Next week, we are bringing back a returning guest, prepared to get schooled. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.